so good to be back with you guys. I want to welcome you to episode 5 of the Stay Your Future podcast. Now, today I have some very, very exciting topics for you. Not to mention how to deal with fear, right? How to overcome fear. And then I want to talk about success, right? And I want to talk about how success, although it sounds like a very vague term, although it sounds like a very, you know, big word, can actually be broken down. And there's actually ingredients that comprise for success. And I want to discuss each one in a little bit of detail. So without dragging this forward, let's begin with fears and how you can overcome them. General George Patton, the leader of the American army during World War II, was once asked if he ever experienced fear before a battle. His answer? Yes. He often experienced fear just before an important engagement and sometimes during a battle. But he didn't end it there. He followed with, I never take counsel of my fears. So what I want to say to you today, guys, if you do experience negative failure feelings, for example, fear and anxiety before an important undertaking, as everyone does from time to time, it should not be taken as a sure sign that you will fail, right? It means nothing. It all depends upon how you react to them and what attitude you take towards them. If you listen to this fear, if you obey it, if you take counsel of it, right, you will probably perform badly. But this doesn't need to be the case because it's important to understand that failure feelings of fear, of anxiety, lack of self-confidence, they don't spring from something magical, right? From like a miracle source that, you know, says this is going to happen. That's the way it is. No, they're not written in the stars. They are not holy gospel, right? They are imitations of a set and decided fate, which means that failure is decreed and decided. Nor is it that. They come from your own mind. These feelings, they originate from your mind. They indicate the attitudes that you've been holding up until that point towards that certain activity, for example. So, for example, if you had a public speak engagement, right? And you recall that every time you had a public speaking meeting, right, where you had to go out and speak to a crowd of maybe a few hundreds, maybe a couple couple thousand, you may have remembered how much you dreaded it, right? You may have remembered how much you shaked, how nervous your voice was. Now, if you held on to that idea, to that conception of your experience when it came to public speaking, well, the next time you're presented with an opportunity to public speak, you've already trained yourself to react that way. You've already programmed yourself to feel fear and anxiety because you know that you didn't enjoy the experience, because you know that you didn't have these pleasant feelings last time you did it, right? So it's all about your past experience and it's all about how you've geared yourself to to see a thing. And this is good news because if you created it, you can also change it, right? And knowing this, you are free to accept or reject these fear, you know, these fear and failure feelings. 
you can decide to obey them and take counsel of them or you can decide to ignore them right and go ahead moreover you're in a position to use them for your own benefit so what could be a method of curing this worry that you're feeling well a certain dr matthew chapel a modern psychologist and he's an author as well of the book how to control worry he says the only cure for worry is to make a habit out of immediately substituting pleasant wholesome mental images for unpleasant worry images each time you find yourself worrying you are to use a signal to immediately fill the mind with pleasant mental pictures out of the past or in anticipating pleasant future experiences and in time worry will defeat itself because it becomes a stimulus for practicing anti-worrying does that make sense so each time you feel inclined to worry and fear right then there and there train yourself train yourself to focus on either a positive expectation of what can happen or thinking back to a time where you actually did something positive where you actually succeeded back to the example of public speaking your more recent one may have been a negative feeling right maybe you you didn't do so well the last time you spoke on stage but can you think of a time when you did do well can you think of a time where you did have a really great speech where you did feel really hyped and pumped up and and the crowd loved you right if you've been speaking for any amount of time you can probably remember a time or two where you weren't too bad I want you to think of that time and let that be your reference source let that be your experience of how it went and you can use that to actually trick your mind into believing that actually yeah I wasn't so bad last time I was quite good therefore I can be good again right and a psychologist David Seabury he said that his father gave him the best advice ever and that advice was whenever you are worrying immediately I want you to practice positive mental imagery immediately and he's been practicing that ever since and you know now he's a psychologist so it must have really worked well for him because he had an insight into the workings of the mind from a very young age and that curiosity may have led him to continue the work you know he may have led him to fall in love with with the power of the mind so really the choice is up to you there's recordings of our stories with happy endings and there's recordings of our stories with unhappy endings our past is filled of both and one is as true as the other one is as real as the other but the choice is up to us up to me and up to you as to decide which one we want to be playing back to ourselves ask yourself what do i want to get emotionally involved with with the idea of failure nah right you want to get involved with the idea of success so train yourself whenever those fear feelings come to you train yourself to see the opposite to look the opposite way i'm betting on you i'm telling you it will make a difference so now that we've got overcoming worry out of the way what's the next area i'd love to discuss with you in this podcast well i want to talk about ingredients of success right and how you and i can acquire it so success can be broken down and each letter can actually be given a meaning so let's start with s and that would be sense of direction you see 
A man without direction. A woman without direction. A child without direction. Tends to feel lost, right? Tends to feel hopeless. Maybe even bored. And you see, according to Maxwell Maltz, an author, functionally, a man is somewhat like a bicycle. A bicycle maintains its poise and equilibrium only so long as it's going forward towards something. You have a good bicycle. I have a good bicycle. Our trouble is trying to maintain our balance by sitting still with no place to go. It's no wonder we feel shaky, right? So we're designed to be on the move. We're designed to be get-goers, right? To, to always go somewhere, to go forward. And we're stationed. And we're wondering to ourselves why we're off balance, why we're not feeling stable, why we're not feeling secure. It's because we weren't designed to stay still. We were designed to move forward, to conquer, right? We were designed to solve problems, to achieve goals. We are engineered to be goal-seeking mechanisms, right? And it's our responsibility to set ourselves personal goals, to set ourselves something meaningful, something which we want to achieve in this life. So if you are feeling stuck, if you are feeling lost, if you are feeling hopeless, maybe it's time for you to look back on yourself, reflect on exactly where it is you're trying to go. Because sometimes, you know, we get so caught up in life, we get so caught up in our circumstances that we really forget what it is we're aiming for. We find ourselves living ordinary lives, right? And hey, I'm not being it. If you want an ordinary life, fair play to you. But I know there's a lot of people who want something more. They want extraordinary lives. And if that's you, if that if you are relaying with this message, get yourself a goal worth working for, right? Get yourself a project. Decide what you want out of a situation. Always have something ahead of you to look forward to, to work for, something to hope for. Don't let your present circumstances tell you that it's not possible. Don't let your present circumstances tell you that this is all you'll achieve. Because it's not. No one knows your potential. right? The greatest scientists on this planet could not predict out what you're capable of producing. Did you know that? Same for me. I don't even know what I'm capable of producing. Never mind someone else. right? So I want you to, to look forward and develop what they call a nostalgia for the future instead of for the past. You see, a nostalgia for the future is kind of like looking forward, right? And it actually keeps you youthful. Even if your body doesn't function well when you stop being a goal striver and have nothing to look forward to, right? And this is the reason often when a man retires, right? And this was actually a research conducted. When a man retires, he dies shortly thereafter. Because when you're not goal striving, when you're not looking forward, you're not really living and your body starts to lose its purpose, right? What's it working for? But in addition to, you know, your personal goals, it's also quite critical to have an impersonal goal, something which impacts others, something which affects others, not because it's a sense of duty, but because you want to, right? And oftentimes when we're seeking for happiness, we don't find it in ourselves. We find happiness in serving others, right? That's why it feels so good to give someone money, to give someone food, to give charity to people. Receiving is great, but giving can be just as pleasurable. And of course, it does our fellow human beings good. So it's something to consider. So if S is 
sense of direction for success. So what's you in success? Well, you can be likened to understanding, right? And understanding the fact versus the opinion. Because many times we create confusion for ourselves when we add our own opinions to facts and come up with the wrong conclusion. So you may have had an experience in your life where something happened, right? And, you know, your own perspective and your own perception skills, you, you know, you did one plus one and you got three, right? And, you know, you felt all, all bad, you felt all worked up and you just got the wrong end of the stick as it happens, right? And you assumed this had happened and you assumed that person was this and that person was that. But down the line, when you actually, you know, decided to speak about it and decided to maybe confront the person and try to understand why they did what they did or why they may say what they said, you realize that actually you got it wrong. That wasn't what happened at all, right? And you allowed yourself to get worked up. You allowed yourself to feel all of these negative feelings for something that actually wasn't even the reality. And this is how our mind works. We distort reality at times. So if you want to succeed, it's really important that you are able to distinguish the fact versus the opinion. And to do that, you have to be willing to see the truth, right? You have to be willing to look at your environment and look for the truth in it. So if you find yourself constantly battling between what you felt had happened and what really happened, first things first, before you accept it as truth, look for and seek out the information regarding that. If it's other people, ask them. If it's situations, study the situation. Really get different perspectives. Maybe ask someone else for their opinion to really see a different side of it. Because perspective is everything. The way you look at something changes when you change the way you look at something. Right? Now, an automatic guidance system can correct its course from negative feedback. We should be able to do the same. We should be able to correct negative opinions that we may be holding and seek out the fact in them, right? And vice versa. We should be able to turn away any opinions that we have and move it into reality by seeking for the truth in there. So that is why I wanted to say for understanding, understanding the truth between what's really happening and what you believe to be happening, which oftentimes may not be the case. That leads us to courage for C, courage. When I say courage, you may think of fighting, right? You may think of going into battle and that does require courage. But I'm talking about the courage to act because having a goal and understanding the situation as great as they are, it's not enough. You have to have the courage to act because only by taking action can your goals, you know, your desires, your beliefs become reality? Now, someone said that faith is not believing something in spite of the evidence. It is the courage to do something regardless of the consequences that makes faith. Right? So when I'm saying courage, I mean courage requires you to bet on yourself. Because, as we may know, nothing in this world is ever absolutely certain or guaranteed. Often the difference between a successful man and a failure is not one's better abilities or ideas, but the courage 
that one has to bet on his ideas, to take calculated risk and to act, right? Everyday living requires courage and you must be able and willing to bet on yourself to achieve it. So if that's courage, what is the other C for? Well, liking back to our first one where we mentioned helping out others, right? And, and making yourself happy by giving to others. This C stands for charity, yeah? Successful personalities have an interest and a regard for other people. They have a respect for other people, both their problems and their needs. They respect the dignity of human personality and they deal with others as if they were human beings rather than pawns in the game, right? When a person begins to feel more charitable about others, he or she invariably begins to feel more charitable towards themselves. So if you want to become more charitable, if you really want to increase the relationships that you have with those around you, there's a few ways of doing it. Firstly, try to develop a genuine appreciation for people by realizing the truth about them. They are unique individuals with unique personalities, right? And take the trouble to stop and think of the other person's feelings, the other person's viewpoints, their desires, their needs. Really try to put yourself in the other person's shoes more often, right? I mean, there was a nice little story, a quite funny one, where the wife would ask her husband, do you love me? To which he would reply, yes, whenever I stop and think about it, right? There's a lot of truth in that. We cannot feel anything about other people unless we stop and think about it, right? So act as if every person is important and treat them that way. In your treatment of people, have regard for their feelings because we tend to feel love and appreciation for those who show love and appreciation towards ourselves, right? So if you want to increase your relationships with others, be the first person to put yourself out on the line and, and show it, right? And as you show it, it will be reciprocated. So that leads us to E, and that's esteem, right? Because and there's a quote here, of all the traps and pitfalls in life, self-disesteem is the deadliest and the hardest to overcome, for it is a pit designed and dug by our own hands, summoned in the phrase, ah, it's no use, I can't do it. The penalty of succumbing to it is heavy, both for the individual in terms of the material rewards lost, and for society as a whole in the gains and the progress unachieved. So if you're carrying around a feeling of worthlessness, a feeling of inadequacy, you can stop this. You can stop carrying around a picture of yourself of being these negative things, right? And a real cool way of picturizing this is why do we stand in the why do we stand in awe of the stars, right? Why do we stand in awe of the moon, in awe of the immensity of the sea, right? The beauty of nature, the beauty of a flower or sunset, and at the same time we downgrade ourselves. Did not the same creator make man, make woman, make child? Is not man himself the most marvelous creation of all? This appreciation of your own worth is not egotism unless you assume that you made yourself and should take some of the credit. 
But the biggest secret of self-esteem is this. Begin to appreciate other people more. Show respect. So that leads us to the other S. And that is self-confidence. Now self-confidence Confidence is built upon an experience of success. When we first begin any undertaking, it's very likely we're going to have little confidence because we have not learned from experience that we can succeed. This is true of learning to ride a bicycle, speaking in public, or even doing surgery on someone. It's literally true that success breeds success. Even a small success can be used as a stepping stone to a greater one. Now, Another important technique that I want to share with you today is to form the habit of remembering past successes and not just that, but forgetting past failures, right? Because errors and mistakes are there to teach us. They're there to course correct us, to to help us learn. But as soon as we learn, we have no use for these errors and mistakes. We want to dismiss them from our mind and deliberately remember and picture to ourselves the past successes and as I've said before we've all succeeded at something now whenever we're beginning a new task call on that feeling that you experienced in your past success however small it may have been and self-acceptance the final S in the sequence for success you see no real success or happiness is really possible for a person until that person gains some degree of self-acceptance The most miserable and tortured people in this world are those who continually strain and strive to be something that they're not, to be anything other than themselves. There's no relief for a person like that. There's no satisfaction, right? Success comes from self-expression. And those who strive and strain to be somebody often are facing a, you know, a losing battle because they are running away from the very thing that they are, themselves. So changing your self-image does not mean changing yourself or improving yourself, but changing your own mental picture, right? Your own estimation, conception, and your own realization of that self. The amazing result which follows by developing an adequate and a realistic self-image It comes as a result of self-transformation, right? Not as a result of self-transformation, but from self-realization, sorry, and self-revelation. Yourself, like right now, is what it has always been. And that is all it can ever be because we did not create ourselves. Therefore, we cannot change it. But you can realize it. You can make the most of what has already been given to you right by gaining a true mental picture of your actual self there is no use straining to be somebody you are what you are right now you are somebody right you don't need to be somebody you are somebody not because you've earned a million dollars or you drive the fanciest car in the neighborhood but because you are the highest form of creation and you are created in the image of that so let's remind ourselves we can change our personality but not our basic self. Personality is a tool. It's an outlet, a focal point of the self 
that we use in dealing with this world, right? And it's a, tot it's a sum total of our habits, our attitudes, our learned skills, which we use as a method of expressing ourselves. So now that I've covered the sequence of success, the ingredients of success, let me end on this. You and I are not our mistakes. So self-acceptance means accepting everything about yourself, right? But the errors that we do, the mistakes that we do, are just that. They're errors and mistakes. They are not us, right? Many people shy away from healthy self-acceptance because they insist upon identifying themselves with their mistakes. You see, you may have made a mistake, right? That's, a, that's an action word. It's a verb. You made a mistake. But it's not an identity, right? It does not mean you are a mistake. You may not be expressing yourself properly and fully, but this does not mean you yourself are no good, right? A child who's learning to walk, who keeps falling over, do we say, ah, that child will never walk? That child is not a walker? No, right? We understand that it's going to take some time, it's going to take some trial and error, but that child will walk, right? That child will walk, and therefore, you and I will make mistakes, but we will succeed. Mistakes, it's simply part of the journey to success. Falling over is simply part of the journey to walking, right? Now, the first step towards acquiring knowledge is the recognition of those areas where you're ignorant, right? The first step towards becoming strong is recognizing that in this moment you are weak. And in the journey towards ideal self-expression, we must use negative feedback to guide us to where we want to go, right? Not to define us. We can always learn more. We can always be better, perform better. We are or the actual self is, in its way, imperfect. Throughout life, it's always moving towards a goal. It never arrives. And that's a beautiful thing, because if we arrive today, what would be the purpose of living for tomorrow, right? But this idea of constantly growing, constantly improving, it keeps us energized, it keeps us excited, it keeps us moving forward and wanting to move forward. So if you find yourself feeling like you are your mistakes, if you find yourself feeling like you'll never be better than what you currently are, first of all, accept the you that you are, right? And start from there. Learn to emotionally tolerate the imperfections you have in yourself. It's necessary to intellectually recognize your shortcomings, but don't let this be a reason for you to hate yourself because of them, right? Differentiate between yourself and your behavior. You are not ruined or worthless because you made a mistake or got off course any more than a typewriter is worthless which made an error, right? Don't hate yourself because you're not perfect. You have company. None of us are. And if we do try to be, we're only kidding ourselves and we're only setting ourselves up for a life of misery and doom, right? So when I say accept yourself, I want you to accept yourself today, right? Because you are somebody. Many people, they hate and they reject themselves because of society standards, right? Maybe it's the fashion trend of today. Maybe it's the physical beauty that we have come to say is, you know, it's the best thing. It's the best look ever. And if you feel like you're not really fitting the bill, if you feel like you're too skinny or you're too fat, 
there is a chance you may feel inadequate, but I want you to say to yourself, I may not be perfect. I may not look like society wants me to look, but I am something and that will make the most of that something. You see, as Edward Bach put it, it is the young man of little faith who says, I am nothing. It is the young man of true conception who says, I am everything and then goes to prove it. Now that's not egotism. That's not conceit. It's enough for us to know that it means faith, trust, confidence in the infinite potential within us. To say I am everything and then to go out and do it. Right? But to do that, you must accept yourself. You must be yourself. You cannot realize the potentialities within you, the possibilities in front of you, if you do not accept that very thing which is you. If you keep turning your back upon it, right? If you keep feeling ashamed of it, if you keep refusing to recognize it, your life will become so much easier and so much more enjoyable, right? When you actually say, hey, this is me. It's quite cool. Like, I like me, right? And I can build off of me. Doesn't mean I'm staying here. No, it means I can be better. But first of all, to do that, I first must accept the standard. I must accept the base which I have, which is me right? If you're ever going through some things regarding your self-esteem, regarding accepting yourself, regarding accepting your, your traits, right? Good or bad. Reach out to me. I help clients with this. I have a couple clients who I've helped with specific matters on self-esteem and they'll tell you themselves the, the results of the coaching has really helped them. And, you know, I'm only a message away. I'm not sure where you're going to be hearing this because I'll put it on a few different platforms, but my contact information will be there. It won't hurt to reach out and speak to one of our team and see if we can help you. Okay, I hope this was of value. I want you to practice what we've talked about in this podcast and I'll see you next time. Take care.